Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Think of that. Speech, attitudes, thoughts, action, relationships. Why? Because I'm under his influence. Those of you that used to drink a lot and you'd get drunk, when you came under the influence of alcohol, how did it affect you? What were the signs? Hello? Speech, attitude, thoughts, actions, and what else? Relationship. Did it? Absolutely. You get up the next morning and go, I did what? Whatever you consider to be the things of primary importance in your life will dictate how you live your life. You've seen people who are wrapped up in their children's lives and how they'll sacrifice existing friendships if they determine that those friendships will negatively impact their kids. Pastor Mark will be teaching today that in the same way, if the Christ follower isn't living their life with the proper motivation, they aren't going to live a life that's honoring to God. You'll hear how to recognize the danger signs in your own life, as well as how to get back on track and get closer to God. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Acts chapter 2 as he begins his message, Under His Influence, The Overflowing Lifestyle. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to Acts chapter 2. We're in a series called Under His Influence. What does that mean to be under influence? It means that there's, there's an influence in our life that directs us, that takes us from one place to another, that has an impact on our life. And we've been talking about all of that. Now, a week ago Saturday, I got up early and I came by the church because I was going to come to the church. And there's times that I come and I walk the parking lot early in the morning and just pray for you and that God's spirit will be here. Nobody's around. I don't have to interact with anybody. It's quiet. It's usually 637. And I just walk the whole campus and just go, God, how in the world did you do this? It's amazing, God. Well, before I did that, I stopped at the new McDonald's over here next to Target. And I walked in and I got to get my senior coffee, my senior coffee. You get a refill for free and real cream. Amazing. And when the girl says, Pastor Mark, I said, how are you? And then I talked to somebody who hadn't gone to church and she lived in Sebastian. I said, no problem. We got you covered. And then I told her where the church was. Well, I drank my coffee and then I went and got just a little refill because I don't drink too much and got in the car, came over, put in a holder and walked to prayed. Well, I came back to the car 20, 25 minutes later, and I looked in there and I went, I don't remember drinking that much out of that cup. That's weird. Never thought a thing about it, didn't take any more, and went off and had to make a stop near on my way home. 
Went in, did what I needed to do, came out, and I looked at my cup. There's about that much coffee left. I said, I know I didn't have any coffee. So like a coffee demon in my car? What's the deal here? And I lifted it up. Oh. Drip, drip, drip. So I went right back to McDonald's. No, I didn't. <laughs> Give me a big one for free, would you? No, I didn't. I had coffee all over the car. Well, today we're going to talk about that exact thing. How do you and I, as Christ followers, leak spiritually? There is such a thing as that, and you will discover that we all leak. Just turn to your neighbor right now and say, we all leak. Go ahead, just remind us, we all leak. There's nobody missing this morning. It's every single one of us. Well, we saw 120 Christ followers waiting in the upper room, as Jesus had commanded, for the Spirit to come on them to overflow them. And we learned this principle. It's one thing to have the Holy Spirit in you. It's something very different to have the Holy Spirit overflowing you and filling you. And then we learn step number one, which they did in that upper room. God cannot fill us with the Holy Spirit until we are emptied of self. You say, well, what do you mean by self? Well, self is really what the church has today. Apathy, fear, carnality, pride. Self-promotion, self-ambition. So before the Spirit can fill us, we have to empty ourselves of those kind of things. I've asked you to turn to Acts chapter 2, and let's take a look at it. After these 10 days of waiting, after being emptied of self, notice what happens. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. This is the beginning of the church. This is Pentecost, as you know. So here's 120 people. The disciples there. Mary, the mother of Jesus, is there. Jesus' brothers are there. Some other women are there. They're all filled to overflowing. That's the baptism of the Spirit or the Spirit coming on them, whatever you want. It's an added dimension. It's the dynamic power of God that Jesus Jesus said, you must have before you can minister like I did. Well, they're all filled. Now turn, if you will, to Acts chapter 4. You're close by. Look at verse 8. In between that, we know that Peter gave an amazing sermon in Acts chapter 2, and 3,000 people get saved. We'll see the whole story in Acts chapter 3 of a man that's been lame for 40 years and he's healed instantly. And because of this, Peter has to answer some questions to the religious leaders. That's where we pick it up in verse 8. Look at it with me. Acts 4 verse 8. And then Peter said to them, rulers and elders of the people. Is that how your Bible reads? Did I leave anything out? What did I leave out? Well, yes, it reads like this. Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, wait a minute. 
Why did Luke, who wrote the book of Luke and obviously the book of it, why did he add filled with the Spirit? I mean, Peter's already been filled with the Spirit on the day of Pentecost. If being filled with the Spirit is permanent, why add this statement? It doesn't even make sense. But what we know happened, because Luke wrote it, Peter, who initially was filled on the, with the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, he's refilled instantly again. Twice. Go down, if you will, same chapter, verse 31. Amazing things begin to happen. The church gets together to pray. Peter's part of this. John's part of this. Look at verse 31. After the church prayed, they were all praying. The place they were meeting was shaken. And notice these words. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. What's up with this verse? Well, once again, we'll just highlight Peter. Day of Pentecost, Peter's filled. Acts 4.8, Peter's filled again. Acts 4.31, a little later in the day, Peter's filled again three times. What is up with that? Well, we discover a key fact. This spirit-filled life, coming under the influence of the Holy Spirit, it's a lifestyle that always has to be renewed and refreshed. It's not an event. First thing to write is this. What does under his influence mean? It means this. It's a lifestyle that is continually renewed and refreshed. So it's not one time. Now you're going to see where we're going with this very easily. Turn to the book of Ephesians. Probably 10 or 12 books back. The book of Ephesians. Go to chapter 5. Go down to verse 18. Ephesians 5.18. Now Paul is going to write this. Paul understands what being filled with the Spirit means. Look at verse 18. I read from the Balmer translation. On Labor Day, do not get drunk on beer. Hmm. Does that fit? It fits perfect. Paul writes, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, say it with me, be filled with the Spirit. Now, for you and I, we look at that and go, yeah, thanks a lot, Bomber. Can you do something else? I mean, we heard this too many times here. See, in English, it doesn't mean anything to us other than a simple statement. But in the Greek language, it's very different. I'll explain it to you. See, in contrast, Paul says, in contrast with coming under the influence of alcohol, in other words, being drunk with wine, we are to be filled with the Spirit. The grammar, if I would read it to you in Greek, says this, be constantly being filled with the Spirit. Be constantly being filled with the Spirit. In other words, Paul says, it's not a one-time thing. Not something that we get and then we rest all of our lives. It's a continual filling. Now, this verb, be filled, is very interesting. 
Some of you don't like English a lot. I'm not really an English guy, but when it comes to understand this, you got to go to the verb. And the verb has four things. You don't need to write it, but pay very close attention to this. Number one, be filled is imperative. In the Greek language, it's an imperative. It means it's a command. It doesn't mean it's an option. Well, I'd like to be filled. I don't really want to be filled. No, if you're a Christ follower, Paul says, be continually filled. You got to be filled. And number two, it's not only imperative, it's plural. That word meaning be filled is not just for one person, not just for a certain church. It's for all Christians, not just for the pastor, the elders. It's you. If you're a Christ follower, you must be filled. Number three, it's passive. The verb is passive. It means you can't huff and you puff and you dance for an hour and get filled with the spirit. No, you can't fill yourself. We yield ourselves. God, Jesus, you fill us. I can't fill myself. It's passive. We yield. By the way, understand the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He never, you'll hear this on TV something. Well, I couldn't help it. The Spirit came on me. <laughs> well, that's foolishness. Because the Bible says the Spirit is subject to us. He never forces himself on you. You don't want to be filled, he won't fill you. But we yield. Number four, maybe the most important, the verb is not only imperative, plural, passive. It's present tense. It's not 2,000 years ago this applied. It's right here it applies. It's a continuous process. Write this down. To be spirit-filled is to be continually coming under the influence of the Holy Spirit. You see, it's a lifestyle. Some of you go on a diet and you decide you're going to not eat meat for a while, so you're going to be vegan or vegan and whatever, all kind of thing, all kind of, So some of you other go on a diet and you lose all this weight and then pretty soon you go back to your old habit. It's not really a lifestyle. We all know the only way we're ever really going to be healthy is we have to change the lifestyle. We have to eat a certain way, and you eat that way the rest of your life. A little treat once in a while, but that way. And you exercise. Exercise has to be a lifestyle. Not something new for three weeks, lost weight, I'll never put it back on. Three months from now, you're back to the same place. So the spirit is not something, whoo, we had a really great series. It was exciting at Calvary Chapel. I'm really filled. Two months from now, what happened? Because it's a lifestyle. So it is to continually come under the influence Of the Holy Spirit. Now, what does that look like? What does coming under the influence look like? Well, look at verse 19. We can see it. Speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So if I'm going to be filled with the Spirit, if I'm coming under His influence, if it's a lifestyle in my life, what does it really affect? Well, it's power in action to witness and to be a witness for sure. Absolute power. But notice what Paul says. If I'm going to be filled with the Spirit, if it's a lifestyle, notice what happens. It will affect my speech. It will affect my attitude, my thoughts, my actions, and my relationships. Now, why? 
Think of that. Speech, attitudes, thoughts, action, relationships. Why? Because I'm under his influence. Those of you that used to drink a lot and you'd get drunk, when you came under the influence of alcohol, how did it affect you? What were the signs? Hello? Speech, attitude, thoughts, actions, and what else? Relationship. Did it? Absolutely. You'd get up the next morning and go, I did what? And you were embarrassed. You lost relationship. You lost your virginity. All kinds of things happened because you came under the influence of alcohol. Well, if I come under the influence of the spirit, it's going to affect my speech. If you say you're spirit filled, my speech will be encouraging and truthful. You won't be tearing people down. Isn't it amazing to you that Christians in marriages, we hear of verbal abuse from one spouse to another and they call themselves Christians? What's up with that? Never. Well, how about my attitude? It will be positive and grateful and gracious. What about my witness for God? Well, it'll be bold. What about my thoughts? I'll think good things. I won't listen to gossip. I'll have the mind of Christ. I'll have a mind that's full of faith. And what about my relationships? Well, You can continue on in Ephesians, but we're not doing that today. We discovered that if I'm under the influence of the Spirit, it's going to affect my family, my kids, my work, my church, my husband, my wife, me. Every aspect of my life. Because that's real life. It's almost as if God was living in me 24-7 and controlling my life. (laughs) That's exactly what's happening. Now... Why do I need to be continually filled? Not just once. Why do I need to be continually filled? Begin thinking McDonald's coffee cup. Just be thinking. Come on, go back to it. Dio Moody said this. He is the great evangelist of the 19th century. Asked why he needed to be filled continually. Dio Moody said this. Because I leak. Billy Graham. Our failure to be filled with the Spirit constitutes one of the greatest sins against the Holy Spirit. It is interesting to note that the command to be filled with the Spirit actually means to be continuously filled. Billy Graham goes on, we are not filled once for all, like a bucket. Instead, we are to be filled constantly. It might be translated, be filled and keep on being filled. And listen to Billy Graham's last statement. The greatest reason that continuous filling is necessary is because we leak. And sometimes we leak badly. Now, what do we mean by we leak? I have, when I become a Christian, the Holy Spirit comes to live in me. Does that mean the Holy Spirit just, like my coffee, just leaves me? No. The Holy Spirit doesn't leave me. He's still there. He's a resident inside me. But there's another person that comes into view, and it's my old flesh nature. So write this statement down. You'll see how it works. Spiritual leak simply means this. We move back under... Our own influence. You see, no longer is the spirit in control. 
But even though he's living in me, obviously, God's living in me if you're a Christian. But I ignore him. And I live as if he really isn't there. And so the person that's in influence is me. And here's what we know. Remember Galatians 5.17? For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. You see, inside you and I, even though we have the spirit, we have two opposite natures that we talked about that are at war. You remember that pulling of both ways? On one hand, I have the spirit saying, Balmer, go this way. Come under my influence. On the other hand, I have my old flesh, which is ruled by Satan saying, no, come and do this. Take care of yourself. If we are not continually coming under the influence of the spirit, then I leak and that void changes in my life. No longer is the spirit in control. Woo! I'm in control. Now, the spirit is still there. But I leak in the sense that no longer am I under the influence of the Spirit. So I'm not filled with the Spirit. He isn't the one controlling me, but my own nature. So to be Spirit-filled, we must first continually empty ourselves of ourselves, And second, then allow the Spirit to come in and fill us with His power and His love and His zeal. Now, if He does that, the Old Testament and Jesus gives us a picture. So you can begin thinking yourself... Does this look like me? We already gave you some pictures in Ephesians, but here's a bigger picture. This is Old Testament. Jesus will allude to it in a moment when we turn to John. Isaiah 58, 11, a prophecy about being spirit-filled. Notice, the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden. And look at this key. Like an ever-flowing spring. Notice it's not about me. After I get filled, it's all about other things. I'm a well-watered garden to feed other people. I'm a spring to give living water to other people. Does that sound like your usual lifestyle? Is there a spring of living water flowing out of you right now? Are you really like a a spiritual human drinking fountain that when you're around others, God's love is pouring out of you? Are people refreshed when they come around you? Do you remind them of Jesus or do you remind them of you? This verse is a picture of what it means to be continually filled with the Spirit. And Jesus himself would teach us how to do that. Today you found out that the Holy Spirit wasn't intended just to fill your life, giving you only what you need. Pastor Mark taught that the Holy Spirit wants to spill out of your life and affect the lives of others around you. You saw that this is what happened with the first baptism of the Holy Spirit. You discovered that this is what God wants to happen these days. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. 
Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will be continuing his teaching under his influence, the overflowing lifestyle. You'll find out more about the importance of having the Holy Spirit working actively in your life. You'll find out more why it's impossible to live successfully as a Christ follower without Him powering you up. You'll learn more about how to get out of God's way so He can use you better. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.